say that again. Spirit fall. She's lost her loved one. She's lost everything. 
But it's in that moment that Ruth decides she's going to covenant with her. Now I want you to understand this. Both Opa and Ruth are living the same in the same situation with the same challenges but they respond differently. The one decides to disconnect and the one decides to connect. The one decides to go back and the one that decides to stay. Now I want you to understand in your life you're going to have opas. And an opa is a symbol of a seasonal person. It's a relationship that is just there for a time. That's just the nature. So you got to know to let opa go. Amen. Yeah. You have to uh, TD Jake says it like this. He says you have to have the gift of goodbye. Yeah. Amen. Some of you need the gift of goodbye. There's some relationships that you are dragging on with you. They have become parasite relationships. They're not mutual. They're not beneficial. So have the gift of God. goodbye. Discern this is an opera. Bless them. Let them go. That's what, that's what Naomi did. She didn't become bitter because opera decided to go. She blessed her and she let her go. Amen. We're going to talk a little bit some, some weeks down the line about relationships and how to manage them. But the major thing is that there's covenant relationships. There's those kind of relationships that take you into your destiny, help you fulfill your purpose. Those are the ones you hold on to. Amen. So I pray today that you will build covenant relationships. Amen. Not just relationships for the season, not relationships based on what I can get. It's based on who you are. And there's destiny connected to a covenant relationship. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we bless you. I pray over your sons and daughters that have braved the weather and braved all of the circumstances and said, I want to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Won't you, for those of God that are, are saying, despite everything else, I want to disconnect in and out. And I just want to be connected to what God is saying. Father, I pray for those covenant brothers and sisters that are joining together today. And, and wherever we are, Lord, we pray may the heavens open over our lives. May grace be poured out. And so today we pray, O Lord, that we can establish covenant even in the darkest moments of our lives. Even in crisis, covenant can still be maintained. Covenant can be still instituted. Covenant can be still, O God, developed in Jesus' name. So bless your people as we worship together as the covenant people of God. We de declare, O God, that you are moving on our behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Welcome to our Sunday morning service. Let's just praise God. Let's just lift up our voices. Let's give God. The Bible says when you praise God, you pray, you create a throne for him to come and sit on. So may the Lord dwell upon the praises of his people. Amen. That your worship will create a, a throne, a place where God can come in and be present and, and execute his judgment, his grace and his, his providence even in your life. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to praise God this morning. It's a great time to be alive and celebrate our Savior. Amen. And we're going to be excited because we're rejoicing in the victories that we have got through right now and what we're going to experience, right? Let's go. I'm going to dance no matter what. We say, I'm going to dance and praise It doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside. Do 
you know what's not in your team right now because he's got you. Hallelujah. And this morning, we have so much reason to celebrate and thank God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm happy to be alive this morning. Come on. I can't see your smiles, but I know that you're smiling with me because we're standing in victory. Amen. It's in Joe. One break into the night And one thing a place to hide This weary soul This battle And I tried with all my might But I just can't win the
time. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Yes. Oh, we thank you, my God, because you are so amazing and so awesome. And nothing is impossible with you, Lord. We surrender to you this morning. We speak life into those areas.
Lord, we speak life. We speak love, God, of our children at school. We pray the favor and the grace of God that will give them success, God, and favor, even in this hour and in this time. Lord, we give you praise for what you are doing right now. We give you praise for what you are doing right now. your way, have your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. The entrance of your word brings light and life. And so like Samuel, Lord, we say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, for we, your servants, here. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Oh, Lord, our strength. Lord, our redeemer. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. And amen, amen, Bless the Lord. You may be seated. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. Thank you for just blessing us this morning. Amen. You're blessed? Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're blessed? Amen. Are you highly favored? Yes. Abundantly blessed? Amen. Blessed in spite of you? One or two witnesses, blessed in spite of you. Yes. Even sometimes our faith fails us, but we're still blessed. Yeah. Even sometimes we get discouraged, but we're still blessed. Even sometimes we're not so faithful, but we're still blessed. Even sometimes we didn't deserve it, but we're still blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Highly favored of the Lord. Highly favored of the Lord. That's who you are. Highly favored of the Lord. Amen. How many of you know that God's got his hand on you? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You can point to your neighbor. You may not be able to greet them or high five them. But point to them and say, God has got his hand on you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So we, we, we declare today. We speak in life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May he move upon your life. Now, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Judges chapter 13, I'm speaking on a message, secretly struggling. Amen? Or struggling secretly. You can say it either way. But both ways. You're struggling in secret. Amen? One of the biggest challenges is that much of our lives is played out in secret. Much of our lives is lived out in secret. It's not in the public arena that our lives are lived out. It's in the private areas of our lives. And the challenge is, is not in the public areas of our lives. Because we know how to put on an act. So old people say you know how to put on a show. But it's in the secret places. It's in those times when you're not seen. It's in the times when nobody is around. It's in, those, in, it's in those moments when you think no one is watching. It's in those secret places where the greatest challenges appear. It's not the thoughts that are overt. It's not the thoughts that we often orate or, or vocalize or in the front of people. It's not in anything else. It's in those secret thoughts. It's in those deep places where... We have we struggle because there's a battle against our flesh and our spirit 
and it rages more intensely on inside than on the outside. How many of us know that you in the on the, in, on the front on on the face value you you are smiling, on the face value you are you you are laughing, and the face value you've got your car and you've got your home and and, and it seems like everything is all together, but on the inside. Everything is in a struggle. There are some things that are happening around you and, and sometimes you are able to explain your disdain at what is happening around you because you, you, you feel if I say something, it's going to create a ripple effect. And so I want to keep the status quo and I want to maintain the peace, but I, I'd rather struggle in secret than address that which is happening. There is a struggle that is taking place on the inside. You're anointed, but struggling. You're anointed, but there's flaws in the character. You're anointed, but you are conflicted. You're anointed, but you're broken. You're anointed, but it doesn't feel like it. This is the challenge that on a continuous basis, many of us face. And our ability or inability to deal with it will determine whether we will fulfill our mandate. Our anointing, our mandate, our destiny is, con is, is connected to flawed vessels. Vessels that got some mars, got some scars on it, got some defects on it. Vessels that require the constant hand of the Lord yeah. working on us. You can't do this on your own. Yeah. You're anointed, but you've got to get to that place where you've been worked on continuously. When last have you been vulnerable? When last have you been truly transparent? When last has somebody truly seen who you are? If they would only see, Pastor, who I truly am, they'll be sure. I can't unload this thing because they're unable to obey. I cannot be myself because many of them will walk away. I cannot be myself because they would wonder what happened. I cannot be myself. I'd rather be a figment of myself, a better representation of myself. I'd rather them be comfortable. I can't deal with any more loss, Pastor. I myself am lost. I'd rather just have them around me and make it feel okay. This is how many people live on a day to day. And what the current affairs in life, the, the lockdown, the, the isolation has, has allowed us to see is glimpses of what has always been on the inside. Because now, there's no escaping it. Now we have to face the harsh realities of who we really are. Sometimes broken. Sometimes confused. Sometimes conflicted. Sometimes hurting. Hurting about things we can't change. Hurting, hurt by people we cannot even convince to change. Hurt that we cannot remove. 
Unforgiveness that I can't get rid of. Unforgiveness that I can't shake. Feelings and emotions that if I awaken it, it will be a volcano of issues that will come flooding out. The capacity of people not able to deal with. What am I able to do? I'm struggling in secret. You see, the problem is, like the masks that we are forced to wear by regulations, many of us have been wearing masks long before this. We've learned how to mask our pain. We have learned how to mask our disappointments. We have learned how to mask our rejections. And in the way, we have learned how to wear a mask permanently. We never truly are revealed. And I pray today that we see and address the struggling in our secret. Long before Samson would face Delilah, he was struggling secretly. The problem with Samson was not Delilah. The problem with Samson started long before Delilah. The current thing is, you heard the story that said it was the last straw that broke the camel's back. And everyone will remember the last straw. But they would not remember the straws that yeah, came before on. it. Yeah. Because the straws that came before it didn't have a name. Yeah. And the straws be before it, when it left you or, 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 or they counted you, it didn't leave you in a broken place. Yeah. It didn't expose you openly. But it, 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 there was things in your life that, 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 that was there a long time. The defects and the cracks were showing before anyone could even see it. Samson was struggling in a secret place of his life long before Delilah. And sometimes it's easy to blame Delilah. It's, a lot, it's easy to, because you can never almost talk about Samson without Delilah. It seems like, like Delilah took the limelight of the conversation. She took the limelight of the story because his end became greater than his beginning. Sometimes our ending is not connected to our beginning. Sometimes you fulfill, you become a version of yourself and not truly who you are, who God created you to be. This is the challenge that came in with, 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 with Samson. It, it, it came in, he's anointed by God. He's born to a mother and a father, a mother that could not bear children. She was barren and God by divine grace will begin to, to send an angel and speak to her and she will begin to bring about a son, a son of promise, so much promise, so much hope in, in, in him and he comes in on a stage that would seem like it's going to be a redemption of the family and the redemption of the household. <coughs> he, he comes in, sorry. He comes in at a time in her life when she felt there was no hope to continue. But he comes in with a time where God says, now through him, I'm going to restore Israel from the Philistines. Through him, he's going to be a Nazarite by birth. So many promises attached to him. 
and yet his end speaks nothing of the beginning. Yeah. The Bible says you did run well. Mm. What got hinder you? Mm. What came in mm. along the way? Mm. You know the the, the pediatricians and the greatest scientists of our day say when children are born, they only have two fears. Babies have two fears. They have a fear of loud noise and they have a fear of falling. It's only two fears. All of the other fears that you as an adult experience right now has been accumulated and assimilated from our environment and everything around us. The end is not like the beginning. And yet, the Bible continuously encourages us to finish strong. Be strong. Be very courageous. This is important for us. So we go to Judges chapter 13. Verses 3, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, and said to her, Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not, but you shall conceive and bear a son. And now therefore be aware, I pray you, drink not wine, nor strong drink, eat not the unclean thing. For lo, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. And the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. Then the woman came to her husband and told her. She says, there's a man of God who came to me. She saw an angel. Mm -hmm. She said, there was a man of God. Amen. There are some people that will come as an angel of the Lord to you. But they'll come in the form of a person. Who is the angel of the Lord? The word, the Greek word of angel is angelos, which means messenger. May when you receive an angel, discern when you're receiving an angel of the Lord. He begins to bring a word that is going to transform your life. And so we see here that the Bible says, and the angel appeared to the woman, says, I know you're barren. But you're going to conceive and you're going to have a son. You are specific. It's not a daughter. It's going to be a son. And therefore, you have to do certain things to prepare. Because what I'm going to produce out of you has to be, uh, you have to take care of the container that is producing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, the container could not become contaminated. So drink no strong wine. Eat nothing unclean. Because what you are producing is going to be a Nazarite unto God, consecrated yeah. unto God. You've got to understand what you're producing. Yeah. If you want to produce something of value, if you want to produce something of greatness, if you want to produce something that God can put his hand on and that will be consecrated to God, then you've got to take care of the container. Some of you want to produce a greater measure of the glory of God. But we don't take care of what the container, this temple, this body that the Lord has given you. Don't defile the body. 
Because what comes out of the body must be holy. But a holy thing cannot come out of an unholy vessel. Oh, hallelujah. A holy thing cannot come out of an unholy vessel. So, what is a Nazarite? Numbers chapter 6, verse 1 to 8 says it to us. And Yahweh spoke to Moses and says, Speak to the Israelites and say, If a man or a woman wishes to make a vow, a Nazarite vow, a vow of, uh, to vow himself to Yahweh. He will abstain from wine, fermented liquor. He will not drink vinegar derived from one or the other. He will not drink grape juice or eat grapes or be, be they fresh or dried. For the duration of his vow, he will not eat, he will eat nothing that comes from the vine, even the juice, unripe grapes or the skins of grapes. As long as he's, he is bound or bound by this vow, no razor shall touch his head until the time for which he has bowed himself to Yahweh. He will not go near a corpse. He will, he, he, he will not make himself unclean for his father, his mother, his brother, or his sister should they die. Since on his head he carries a vow to God, Throughout the whole of his vow, he would be a person consecrated to Yahweh. The question is, are you consecrated to Yahweh? Now, the requirements over here was abstain from certain things. And this may, it may not mean that you have to grow your hair. And it may not mean that you don't have to eat grapes. But it goes on further. It says, are you consecrated to Yahweh? As a priesthood, as a holy nation, the word of, of, of God to Moses was, uh, uh, upon the, 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 the clothing of the priests, it will be written, holy as unto the Lord. The reality is, if you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, you should be holy unto the Lord. That means you should be consecrated to God. What does it mean? It means to be set apart for acts of holy service unto the Lord. That means if you understand who you are and you understand what you contain, that means even before you were born, you were anointed. Amen? Yeah. Some of the people that are dealing with the greatest challenges in their life, some of the people... That, that, that really have the hardest struggles in their life are anointed. Yeah. And the enemy is fighting what they can. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I've seen so many people that are backslidden and walked away from the purpose of God, grew up in the church, but later on walked out of the purposes of God. They carry a measure of the anointing of God in their life, but the reality is that their lifestyle, their character doesn't reflect the anointing that is in them. And if they would come in to the house of God, the house of God will be turned yeah. right side up. Yeah. There are so many people that carry, some of you are dealing with a lot of challenges. Some of you, your, your challenges is in your mind. Some of it is in your life. Every time you get close to God, you, you start trusting God and you start 
believing God and then you go through some challenges and it pulls you away. I've seen so many anointed young men and women walk away from their calling. Not just walk away, but like Samson, slowly detour out of their calling. Samson was anointed from birth. The anointing on your, on your life doesn't go away. Amen? He was anointed even when he was out of the purposes of God. He was anointed when he was about to get married to a Philistine woman. God's direction to his mother was God was going to deliver the Israelites from the Philistines. But he got connected to the thing that he should have been repelling. This is the challenge. Some of us get connected. We lose this assignment because we're getting connected to the thing that God has rejected. Yeah. Amen. Be careful not to lose that anointing upon your life. You are anointed, but there's some character flaws. There's some secret places lead us to secret battles. Amen? Yeah. We, we know in, in chapter 14, Samson has grown and the Bible says he finds himself in the vineyards of Philistine, of Timnah. He goes to, to a city called Timnah and he's amongst the Philistines. The, the, the reality we know, the call of God on his life is he, is he is a Nazarite. And the Lord said to him, as a Nazarite he should have nothing to do with grapes. He's in the vineyard. Yeah. It should have been an indication he's in the wrong place. Yeah. Sometimes we're in the wrong place. We, we've been anointed not to touch those things. And we don't understand it because we feel that we're still anointed yeah. although we're in the wrong environment. Yeah. 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 Amen. Sometimes the environment is not an indicator whether you're anointed or not. Yeah. He's in Timna amongst the grapevines. Something he should not be exposed to. Mm. He finds himself there. And then the Bible says he finds something he finds a young woman there of the Philistines and he comes to his mother and his father. Remember, his mother and father doesn't know it. It's a secret thing yes. that he discovered. Yeah. And he comes and he presents it to his mother and father and says, go down to Timnah and there's a woman that I choose to propose to marry. Ooh, that's a hard one. Mm. Amen. This is the challenge of he went and found that his mother and father turns to him and says, are there not young women amongst our people that you could choose? He says, no, give me that one. Amen? For everyone that said, give me that one, it's going to be a problem. Sometimes we believe our parents are old-fashioned. They don't understand. Sometimes you say things like the heart wants what the heart wants. But it comes with a cost. Yeah. Mm. Parents, don't be afraid to sound the alarm. Because it's an indication. If you're amongst that which you should not be connected to, it's an indication. Mm. Sound the alarm. 
His parents loved him. They should have in that moment came to him and said, Samson, this is what the Lord has said. Even before you were born, even before your mother was pregnant with you, it was prophesied who you would be, what you would be. This is not God's plan for your life. They didn't sound there now. His parents go with him to Timnah to propose this young lady. And on the way to Timnah, he's faced with a lion. And the Bible says, and the, he, he, he was anointed and he tore the lion like one would tear a young kid, a young goat. And he kills it and he continues. Later on, on the way back again, you will see the corpse of the lion. And in the corpse of the lion, you will see the bees forming honey. And he will put his hand into the corpse of the lion and he will take out honey out of the lion. Now this is something. The secret battle with the lion. You're not supposed to be around dead things. Mm. He then eats honey mm. from a dead lion. Mm. He gets something sweet yeah. out of something forbidden. Yeah. Wow. I want to talk to some people yeah. that are finding sweet things mm. yeah in yeah. forbidden places. Yeah. Yeah. Things that you should not be touching. Yeah. But it's sweet, Pastor. It's nice for me. Yeah. But it's out of a forbidden place. Yeah. He's a Nazarite unto God. He was not supposed to be amongst dead things. He was not supposed to touch any dead thing. The Bible even says it, if your mother or your father or your brother or your sister die, yeah. you should not be around that because you will be declared unclean. You've got to understand who you, he goes and he eats something sweet out of a dead thing. And unbeknown to his parents, the origins of the honey, he would take the same honey yeah. and he would give to them. Be careful when they present sweet things to you mm. in, a, in a strange place. Where did this honey come? All that is sweet is not necessarily honey. Yeah. Not all the honey is good for you. Mm -hmm. Amen? Where are you getting your honey from? <laughs> honey? Where's this honey coming from? This is strange honey. Yeah. Yeah. This is strange. Come on. Yeah. Some of us are seeking honey yeah. in secret. In forbidden places, yeah. in dark places, mm. on the interweb. Mm. Huh? Mm. <laughs> on websites, yeah. mm. looking for honey. Yeah. Someone sent you a message that says you were looking good today. Mm. You say, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I still got it. They said you're looking good. Yeah. My, uh, flex your muscles. Oh man, I still got it. Honey in secret places. Honey from a dead lion. Be careful. Because it's sweet. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because it's sweet. It's so good for you. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is important because some of us are getting our honey in the wrong place. And your hand is going to get caught in the honey. Amen. You know what I'm conversation they won't be happy with you. Yeah. Is there people you're entertaining that you should not be entertaining? Yeah. Is there things you're allowing? Strain, struggles in secret places. Yeah. Struggles only. You're anointed! But you're struggling internally. You've got this desire, this passion on the inside of you that is shifting you from the purposes of be careful. Be careful. We thought it was Delilah that led him. But it was other issues that was already present. We started to see he was defined when he became weakened with Delilah. It wasn't the first time he was taken advantage of by a woman. Remember at his proposal he puts out a riddle and he gives a riddle out of something that he did. Maybe he was trying to, uh, to, to feel good about what he did. Yeah. And, 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 and he gives them a riddle and he says, I will give you 30 garments and I will give you these things if you would uh, give me the answer. And he gave them seven days. Mm. He was so confident that they wouldn't get it. He says, out of the eater came forth meat. Mm. And out of the strong came out sweetness. Mm. He's making a joke yeah. over something that he didn't even not supposed to touch. Yeah. Be careful sometimes when people joke. Yeah. Because there's things that they're touching. Yeah. And they're joking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're making it acceptable to your palate. Yeah. Uh, I hit on the nerve. <laughs> Be careful that sometimes they say much truth is said in jest. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you're trying to make things nice. But inside, only get a glimpse. 
forget sometimes in whose company you are. You serve a God who reveals secrets. So next time, strange honey, remember there's a God that reveals secrets. Comes in there and he gives him a, he gives him a riddle and they can't solve the riddle and they put pressure on his fiance. Come and tell him, let him tell you. And she goes and cries, you know, she, she knew how to get him. Yeah. She, she said, my family, your father-in-law and mother-in-law-to-be mm. are going to be dis disappointed yeah. that they don't have the answer. And he, and he gives her the answer on the last day. Yeah. He gives her the answer and they come just before the sundown. They make it on the 11th hour and they say, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And this is his response. He says to them, he says, if you had not plowed with my heifer, heifer you would not have found out my little. He knew in that time yeah. it was her yeah. that exposed his answer. Yeah. Sometimes he was manipulated long before Delilah. Yeah. It was a character flaw. It was a blind spot. I remember at, 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 at Nash's and Danielle's wedding, I shared about people riding a mot uh, about a motorbike. Mm. And I used the analogy of a motorbike, that marriage is sometimes like a motorbike. And two people riding on a motorbike. When you're riding on a motorbike, uh, you have to maintain balance. But the, the thing is, on the straight, it's okay. But when you get to the bends, that's when it gets tricky. Mm. And the thing about it is that whichever way the rider, the one in front, is moving or leaning, you got to lean into it. Mm. Now the, the strange thing about riding a motorbike is that you have to lean into the bends. You cannot lean outside the bend. You have to lean into the bends. And in leaning into the bend, yeah. you begin to make, you'll be able to negotiate it. So it's about how do you take the bends, right? But understand, if the one person leans into the bend and the other one leans the opposite way, the bike will, will, will capsize, will overturn. But the second thing is, because you've got a person behind you, your blind spot is, is sometimes blocked. So when you're riding a motorbike and you've got a passenger, you've got to rely on the passenger to watch your blind spot. Yeah. And whatever they say, you don't have to see it. Yeah. You have to believe it. Yeah. Now, the challenge is, like Samson, many of us got blind spots. It's those areas in our lives that can leave us exposed. But that is why we need to be covered. Yeah. That is why we need somebody with us mm -hmm. that will hold us accountable. Not someone like us. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Don't choose to be about, amongst people that are just like you. Because you know yourself. <laughs> and if they like you, what hope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So be grateful that sometimes you got somebody that is not just like you. They can see things that you can't see. But because you can't see it, but you, because you believe in them, and you know they got your best interests at heart, you know you're safe. There's safety in covering. Samson was anointed, but he had blind spots. After the battle with the lion, he refreshes himself with honey from the carcass. 
There was nothing wrong with him wanting to be refreshed. The problem was he was going to the wrong place for refreshing. This is important. Be careful not to give your strength to secret relationships. To secret things. Because secret relationships lead to secret battles. Secret battles lead to secret outcomes. Secret honey robs you of your trust, your focus, your fidelity, and also make, uh, robs you from giving it to the right person. This is very important for us. Many of us have to look at what is in our life that is not of God. What is in our life? You're anointed, but you're struggling. I want you to understand this. All of us different stages in our lives are going to deal with different things. None of us are perfect. Me included. We've all got to cover ourselves. Stay under covering. Let the Lord keep watching over our heart and our mind. Because what is in you is most important. Remember, eventually Samson achieves his goal. He brings the, the, the house down, as it were. Brings the building down on the Philistines. But he dies in the process. Yeah. It's not God's will yeah. for you to die fulfilling the will of God. Yeah. Yeah. It was not God's will for him to die fulfilling the purposes of God. But his tragic end came at his own hands. His tragic end came at his own decisions, his own choices. I pray today for all those that are sucked struggling in secret. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord give you victory. May you be observant of the signs. May God give you people and this is what God is saying. You don't have to struggle anymore. You just got to let it go. You just got to repent. You just got to release it. You just have to walk away. Some of us need to begin to just walk away. Some of us have to just become conscious. We know our weak areas. We need to know how to cover it. Come on. Know how to cover it. Know how to protect it. It's very, very important. Know what God has in store for you. It's more important. What you carry is more important. Amen. If, if Samson would only have known, if his parents would have only spoke up, spoken up, his outcome would have been totally he went from a relationship at Timnah to another relationship with a prostitute from Palestine to another relationship with Delilah. It just got worse. It just got worse. He continuously went and connected with that which was forbidden to him. Are you connecting to that which is forbidden to you? Are you connecting to the things that you were not supposed to connect to? Because that sometimes may be the reason why you're not in the place that God has for you. That may be the place where you're not experiencing answered prayers and open heavens. Are you touching the things that you should not be touching? But you say, but pastor, others are doing it and it seems like they're getting away with it. You're not like other people. You're a Nazarite unto God. You are set apart to be holy unto the Lord. As you do that, doors are going to open. 
divine providence is going to come your way. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Lord, we love you. Love you. We worship you. We glorify you. We honor you. You are worthy, 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 worthy to be praised. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We worship you. We give you all the glory. You are truly an amazing God. For everyone that is struggling, Lord, with these secret issues, some of it may be thoughts, some of it may be, oh God, actions that they've done, some of them may be issues from the past, whatever it may be, Lord, it may be a character flaw, it may be just a human weakness, it may just be other aspects. Right now it seems like it's hidden and nobody knows about it. Maybe a weakness in terms of, uh, of, of, of just, uh, you know, opening yourself to something you should not be. But you're saying it's okay. But today, God is sending the lion. He's sending a word to just remind you and say, be careful. The road that you're going down is dangerous. I pray today that if you would ask God to just forgive you, just ask God to deliver you, ask God to just move over your life, everything's going to change. If you would just release that secret thing, that secret place, that secret struggle to the Lord, He's going to show up on your behalf. So I pray today Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, move on our behalf. Deliver us. Deliver your sons. Deliver your daughters. Thank you for healing. So that purpose and the divine prophetic mandate over their life will be fulfilled. So that the plans of God will not be aborted. That the plans of God will not be miscarried. That the purposes of God for their life will be fulfilled. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. Amen.